it was a good outcome for everybody. So this feels so. like the time to tell everyone that we're we're shutting down our businesses and we're just we're billionaires. To Hawaii. <laughs> One characteristic emerged as a significant predictor of success. It was grit. All right, I'm back. We are back. How long has it been? The two of us. I can drop in that song. Just the two of us. It's been a so while. Cute. It's been about what four months? Oh yeah, my God. almost four months. Not quite four months. I am still here. I still exist. We lost all of our listeners, though. So yeah, well, oh well, no one's listening. All to this. four of them. Yeah, yeah. So good to be back. It's been a while. Thanks for holding it down for a while. Yeah, it's, I don't have a good well, excuse other than just like we moved and we've been doing a bunch of stuff around the house and it's been like chaos. Since the last time that we, a lot has happened. I mean, God, I mean, a lot's happening right now in the election, but (laughs) we both got new houses and went through the whole moving process. Yes. I think since the last time we, that's pretty crazy. I I guess the last time we spoke on air was like right before I moved or right before, yeah, like a couple weeks before I moved. So yeah. And then now you moved. So here we are. I don't understand. Like, Now, having done this for, I guess we've been doing the podcast for maybe like a year and a half to two years. Or no, just over, yeah, like a little over a year, I think. We started like last August or something like that. All these other people with, you know, these like bootstrapper people, they, they roll these things out every week. And I'm just, I just don't understand how, how they're doing that. Because like, it's already hard enough to just do it. Like just to like have something to talk about. But like. I feel like for us, if it's like typically like there's something like personal that like stops us from doing it, you know, like, oh, I'm getting my kitchen redone or, oh, like I'm moving this week or like whatever it is, like, or I have to, you know, be with my kids, which is why we're doing this at like nine, 10 and nine right now, but we've finally found a moment to do this, but it's either that or then like, if it's something during the week, it's like, well, should we be like working on those like two features that, you know, we want to roll out or should we be like sending, like, should I be on this call with this customer? Like all that. I just don't understand how all these other people like find time to do this like every single week. Cause there's so much stuff comes up and this is just definitely not the most important thing. (laughs) Yeah. I think we're, I think we're quicker to deprioritize it than maybe. Well, and and I know a lot of the other, I guess it's a little different for us because a lot of the other, bootstrapper podcasts are two people but they work at different companies i feel like it's maybe that helps because like the ups the like busy and slow and those rhythms are different so it you can like hold each other accountable whereas you and me it's like we both know exactly what the other one's doing and like what's going on in the businesses so we know like hey this might not be a good time <laughs> right and that always hits at the same time for both of us so maybe that's why but we can try to be i'm trying to get my station set up my recording spot so hopefully we can be a little more routine about it yeah i found now i'm in the new guest room because it has carpet but like other areas of my house now are very like like it's like hardwood floors downstairs and stuff and like the office and it sounds terrible (laughs) it's like the worst it's the worst place you could be so now i have to go find like the smallest you know carpeted room to do this stuff yeah little closet but but yeah so we both moved Let's see what other quick updates. Yeah, I guess the last four months since since I was last on air because you've been you've had a couple episodes with guests, which has been great. 
And it's actually been fun for me because I get to just listen along because I have no idea what you guys talk about. So it's kind of fun. Since the last time I was here, we, yeah, we both moved. And then on the, we, I guess we built and released a new product on Intercom. We got some new customers for AdReform. I mean, we got some new customers across the board, but specifically AdReform, like we, I guess, some big customers crossed back over. So we made up the losses from COVID. So that's good. Yeah, we, I think the last, well, you were looking at it before we get on, but the last podcast that we both did together, where it was just us talking about the business, we were, that was like during like the PPP loan days. And we were talking about how we had lost, you know, like 15% of our overall business. And, you know, things were pretty, (laughs) pretty dead on the like pipeline front. And, you know, fast forward to now, I guess it was probably like either a month or two months ago that we, well, really like three months ago, things started slightly picking up. We started getting, you know, one customer back here and there you know, get it one new customer. So it was like kind of a trickle. And then just, you know, over the past like month or two, it started started to get like fairly normal again. And we got some bigger customers. And yeah, we sur- finally surpassed our pre-COVID revenue. So yeah. that was very Feels exciting. Good. It does feel good. Yes. I wasn't as stressed in the beginning of that, but like as you get three months into it and you're still in the same spot, started to get a slightly worried about things not like well maybe worried isn't it's just like more like god when is like are we just gonna be stuck here forever like what's yeah, happening right now it's hard to know when something like so unprecedented is happening that it's hard to even figure out like when is when are people going to feel comfortable that you know adding back in services and stuff so yeah it yeah I mean, it feels but, good and i guess year over year or two, we, we still like, it's good to look at that too. Cause it can be, it can be frustrating to, to, about the pandemic, obviously take being a tough time for and a much tougher time for most people or a lot of companies, less tough for a lot of software businesses like ours, but it's good to look back a year or two and be like, Oh, we're still, we're doing pretty good. Like relative, relatively speaking. So it feels a lot better there. Yeah. We were at the beginning of the year and like the prior like right before the pandemic, the beginning of the year and the prior like six months before that, we had been on like a just like such a tear in terms of revenue growth. And then we hit that and it like it dropped us and, you know, obviously slowed us down. But even like with that, we're still going to grow about 100% year over year, which is amazing. But <laughs> if we didn't have that, we would have like, I think we would have had like a pretty insane year this year. But all in all, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take anything in the win column. I will, you know, I'll take it. Yeah. At this point, a win is just like staying alive, staying, exactly, keeping the business going, making enough money to pay bills and stuff. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. So we launched a new product, which has been fun. It's always fun to get something new out there and kind of like, you have no idea what's going to happen. You think it's, you think it's going to be something that people want. Otherwise you wouldn't have done it and you're excited about it, but you just really don't know anything yet until you get it in people's hands. But yeah, we've so far so good. It's been pretty, pretty cool to see the response to the product. Again, another product that's like, I feel like very different from our other two products. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this one was, has been interesting. So the product is Bump. You can check it out at bump.userfeed.io. So it's a, it's like an automation tool for, 
for intercom support teams. But obviously we have, like I was thinking about, as you were saying that, how this has been different, not only in the way the product, like the way the way it works and the scope of what it does, but but also how we kind of landed on it and, and built it and shipped it has been very different too, because yep. it was always, we've always had plans to build more apps for intercom and we have like a whole list of things that we still haven't built it definitely was like a huge leg up that we have so many people that we've talked to for like two plus years that are intercom people and i was just thinking about things like customer development and all that kind of stuff that everyone talks about doing and how we just kind of didn't do at least not in the traditional way didn't do that because i think we had such a good sense of what people are looking for. And this was coming straight from our customers who are intercom users anyway. So it made it a lot faster to have that like foundation to work off of. And then of course the scope of the product itself is like pretty small. So it helped us move, move pretty quick. Well, I feel like we also did, if we look back at, so we basically have three products at a reform and then the feedback product for user feed and now the bump product for user feed. But with ad reform, I feel like we like in terms of like the whole, like draw the owl, concept like i feel like we did a lot more work as a part of that first you know the first drawing right with ad reform and then did a little less with you know the feedback product with user feed but then on this one like a lot less like very like minimal to start just kind of the core and we even like in every facet of like everything about that product and business in general like, or the, when I say business, I mean like taking money yeah. from people, like everything. It was like to like the product, to like how we present it from a marketing perspective. Like we have literally, it's not even like a landing page. Like it's, well, it is a landing page, but it's like, you know, we don't show any. It's like, built on card. It's like, it's so basic. basic. It yeah. literally just says like bump and like a tagline and then like get started. Like there's no, like there's nothing. <laughs> it's so basic. So that to like, well, how do we, you know, should we build like a third party web app to like manage admins and manage like your billing and manage, you know, the subscription part and everything? No, let's just like whip up this kind of like everything is sort of very minimal, minimal, <laughs> like the yeah. most minimal process possible. Yet yeah. this has probably been, I mean, again, we're not like charging a ton for this product, but probably been the fastest that we've ever gotten to like 10 customers i mean oh, it was basically sure, it was sure. like basically i mean less than a month less than i think it was like i don't know what it was but it was less than a, a month or something yeah. yeah i mean i think yeah i haven't thought about that like that but i think we have gotten better as we've gone identifying areas that we can like of kind of ignore for a little bit or areas that we can outsource to like third-party tools or places we can cut scope of like what the product even does just to get to that first release. I guess we have gotten yeah. better about that. I mean, it's it's obviously very different too that we're building on intercom. So you're mm -hmm. like, we're carving out a slice of some other, like we're offering a slice of functionality on top of an existing thing. So yeah, but like if we were starting from scratch and trying to build ad reform tomorrow, I mean, obviously knowing what we know now, like we would 100% do it more in that, like in that vein. And like for us, that means like, I mean, you know, we could have done sort of like the, like we could have just like, you know, had like a, a super simple 
app that had like intercom chat in there and like type form and then we just start accepting requests and make it like fully like a services like it's all services and then we just have like something you can log into to request services and then like over time start to like automate things like that would have been a way better way oh yeah totally totally but we didn't know that i mean of course we didn't know that but knowing what we know now that's probably what we would do well and it's kind of funny because even if it's hard to even imagine because even if you knew that or like knew that made sense, it's like if you want to build a software company, you might not, you might still be like allergic to that idea a little bit, which is interesting. Yeah. Like going through the process more and more kind of makes you maybe, or at least I feel like it's made me open yeah, my mind to like all sorts of different ways to orient a business. If the goal is to like build businesses, especially without a lot of outside funding or any outside funding, and to just start from nothing and get some revenue, like there's, really good ways to do that without a bunch of building stuff so yeah i feel like that's something you learn when you're the more experience you get as an entrepreneur or someone working in startups or whatever it is the more you realize the things that just like don't matter that much like it's just like either you thought it mattered or it's hyped up by a bunch of people like it's basically bs like it doesn't it doesn't matter like i know a lot of people that are I just see these in like some of the like Slack groups, like microconf or whatever, or just even like talking to someone that's like, you know, sometimes people reach out to me, I guess, just because I we've started some businesses. So like someone's starting one for the first time and they just have some questions, which is good. But like a lot of times the questions are very like, it's all about stuff that like doesn't matter at all. It's like, hey, like, you know, where should I go to get the legal paperwork to do X, Y? And I'm like, whoa you're like way off the you're on the wrong track <laughs> like don't do any of that stuff yeah that's just like go like 1000 exactly like i'm not gonna sit here i'm not a lawyer but like it obviously it probably does matter you know at some point but like it doesn't matter right now because who cares like go go build something and like get it like get a customer like who cares about like all the legal shit yeah but yeah. and so it's like kind of the same concept the more you do this stuff the more you realize what customers don't yeah, they might think they care about it. They probably do. Like, of course, I like a nice, you know, UI just like the next person. But like most of the time, people just, they don't care. As long as it solves their problem and it's not like a super, super competitive industry, no one's like, nobody cares. They just yeah, want their yeah. problem solved. So That's what it comes down to is like, if you solve a real pain point, then even if all the surrounding stuff is kind of, non-existent or half-baked you can probably get by yeah but if you obviously i've also seen products that like solve like a note-taking app or something that's not to say that there's not room for more takes on that site type of stuff but like you could build out the coolest like most elegant product around note-taking and like it's still going to be a tough tough battle unless i mean there's obviously ways to differentiate but like if you can find something that's either unsolved or just solve it in a different way and differentiate and focus on that and then outsource everything else at first, then you can build up the, like you can build up the other things with totally. customer revenues. So I mean, we haven't, with Adderform, we haven't touched the UI design, anything like ever. I it's mean, we touched, yeah. we touched it like the first time we did it. I mean, you basically like the original whatever the original UI was or like that's still 
but still the yeah, same. We, we actually just made we just made some updates to some of the like the first the wizard flow or whatever, and that's the first time we've touched that since 2017. So, well, it's not just 2017, and you know, over like approaching five hundred thousand dollars in annual revenue, and we're just now doing it. Yeah. So because no one cares. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's my point. Is like for all the people out there that think that that stuff matters that much it, it really doesn't matter that well, much. well it just depends yeah it, it depends on your audience and what you're trying to do but like if you're a b2b SaaS company and you're solving a a pain point well enough to get people to pay you like they'll they can deal with and i mean also to like our ui is like pretty simple so it's not like it's from 1998 or something like it's pretty clean and, and straightforward it's definitely like it could use some love but here and there but the flows work, the functionality works, so it's like good enough, you know. I mean, people still like make comments to like some of the customers are like, the UI is so, so nice or simple, or, like whatever. And it's, I mean, yeah, it is simple, and like you said, it's not like terrible or anything, but it's it's definitely like not something we've given a lot of time and effort to. But people either don't care or they, you know, when you're in an industry that's not like super competitive, they actually think it's like pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's fast. I think that's a big thing. Like, yep, it's fast and it's plain. Like it's black and white and blue. Like that's it. There's no crazy animations and all that stuff. There's no. The goal is to try to like get out of the way. I think so. I think that that lets us get away with maybe some of the like design elements, which is even calling them design elements is like giving them too much credit. But <laughs> so letting them letting them breathe a little longer because it's quick and it gets you where you need to go right well that just made me think of i was thinking like oh yeah maybe that's because maybe you think that way because we used to build well i didn't but you used to build like a dev like kind of like a dev tool type of product and speaking of that i also forgot that something else happened (laughs) during this time so the old company that we both came from got acquired by splunk so that's kind of cool not as not as cool for us because we're not there anymore yeah, medium but cool like medium cool no, it's very exciting i'm happy for happy for everybody over there and like it's cool too because you kind of i mean what we're four years out from there now almost so yep you kind of keep in touch with certain people over there or whatever but the whole idea of of anything coming of that is sort of like you kind of background that so it's cool to have that come through and have a big splashy news with a bunch of people used to work with for years kind of nice nostalgia there so yeah i mean a lot of the same customers that i you know either personally like closed or you know helped close as a manager you know are still with the business still using the product and then which means they're still using the code that you wrote which is cool so i'm sure that code's been deleted by now but all of it some of it's still there it's some of it's still got to be there <laughs> It's still there. I've seen some screenshots. It's still there. I'm sure. Yeah. It looks, it doesn't look that different, just more <laughs> features. But yeah, no, it, it's definitely, it's definitely cool. Especially the company that bought it, I think is, you know, obviously like a very big, you know, big company, big brand. And my guess is it will, it'll continue to like, it's, you know, all the people that all the customers of Splunk, like now you can just like walk right in the front door to all those companies. I mean, it's going to make it so much easier to sell. Like that was always the difficult part of that business. So for those that don't know, it's rigor.com. It still is a APM 
product. So we did synthetic monitoring, which is basically like API monitoring. But we we basically would monitor the front end of like websites and different applications to let you know, you know, if it's down, if it's slow, why it's slow, what you can do to fix it, all that kind of stuff. So kind of like a new relic or like a catch point. If anybody has heard of those, I'm sure you have. Or Pingdom. Yeah. So yeah, so we anyways, it's a super competitive industry. Like very competitive. And the many of the competitors, especially at the top of the the food chain, have raised well over, you know, a hundred million dollars in funding, some, you know, many hundreds of millions. And so, you know, we were this company that never took any like outside like VC capital. So we're just basically just growing on customer revenue. And we're this tiny company with a bunch of like inexperienced 20 year olds trying to figure out how to make money in that space. And we were able to, I mean, basically grow to multiple millions in annual revenue and do it without outside capital. And I guess what ended up, from what I understand, what ended up happening is, I mean, they were, I guess they were doing fine growing the business and everything. But like when the pandemic happened, some of the other big public APM companies like Datadog, New Relic, Fastly, which is like a CDN, kind of in the same world, these companies started like crushing it, like crushing revenue numbers, crushing it with their stock price. And all of a sudden, like all these other public companies and like private equity companies started, I guess, reaching out to Rigor. Um, and I'm sure other all the other, <laughs> you know, 20 other APM companies that are private and wanting to, you know, make moves and acquire some of these companies, I guess, because of the, you know, the companies in the public markets that were doing so well. So I guess that's how it all, I don't know the full story, but it sounds like that's kind of, that was a big kind of how, catalyst. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so you pretty you cool. Datadog, like they're a, they're one that has been, they have like everything. So we, we used to use them way back in the day. And it's a, I just actually, we used it recently and I, I stopped using it, but they have everything. Like they have everything for like technology, monitoring, logging, testing, like all sorts of stuff. It's They've slowly built up this massive, massive thing. And it feels like that's kind of what, there's like consolidation happening where people want to have like a one-stop shop or maybe two, but like a lot of like one or two products that do everything as opposed to having like a dedicated like we all we do is this and like you know you have five SaaS products for your monitoring tools now it's like people want to have like one or two it seems like that's kind of where it's moving so it makes sense that someone like splunk who has some of that stuff already would want to have like these other complementary parts of that yeah for sure and another thing is that like it wasn't you know a lot of times we're all used to seeing like acquisition like oh they got acquired oh they exited and like 99% of the time it's like a bullshit acquisition (laughs) or like what I mean by that is like based on like the whatever you know funding they took or you know that kind of stuff like it was I mean it was basically like a fire sale like it wasn't nobody made any money lots of people probably lost money like it wasn't a good outcome for anybody and you know they're flaunting it around or like everybody's thinking that they like crushed it in this particular case, I won't like say the exact numbers, but like, you know, Rigor was doing like, I mean, we were there, we did, when we left, we were at 3 million in annual revenue. They were, I believe, still in like the single digit millions. 
And they sold for many tens of millions. And like I said, didn't take outside capital. So it's definitely like a good outcome for especially (laughs) certain people. Really great outcome. Everybody, you know, it was a good outcome for everybody. So this feels like the time to tell everyone that we're we're shutting down our businesses and we're just we're billionaires. Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, we're not billionaires, but as one of our other coworkers, Hubert, mentioned when I talked to him about it, he said, We're dollar heirs. Yes. Dollars. Let's go. That's okay. But it's cool. It's it's a big splash. That's why we started our business though. So that, you know, we don't have to sell a business for tens yeah we don't have to wait sell it for tens of millions and hope that our you know half a percent or whatever it may be like can make enough money or whatever we can sell it for way less and all of it or just make money every year cash flow exactly it also is nice though i think it's worth pointing out like obviously we wouldn't even be doing what we're doing right now if we hadn't both worked there so that's kind of cool to think like we both like learned a ton there learned how to do a bunch of things tactically and like at the company level and kind of got to experience life in a business that's self-contained and Mm -hmm. kind of got to experience like without much risk, some of the like VC or like investment because we did go through that a couple of times and like got to observe some of that. So, and then even like when we started our company, like we, you, you know, a lot of the same companies that were customers of rigor might've been, customers of our original kind of concept for ad reform for different reasons so oh i mean definitely we there's no way we would have been and we wouldn't have ready or (laughs) yeah we wouldn't have met the most basic yeah exactly we definitely wouldn't have been experienced enough to go like i see a lot of people that want i mean obviously do your own thing like do whatever you want but i do see a lot of people that want to i guess like they're going straight out of college and they want to like they're just I'm starting this and like blah, blah, blah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And obviously it has worked in the past for people, but I did learn a lot in that business. And I think it's good for people to like go work for an early stage, not like, like go to early stage where they like have some traction, some like pretty good traction. So it's like something that can grow and then you can experience that growth a little bit and like experience, you know, all the different things that comes with that and all the different challenges and stuff so that you're better I mean, it just makes it so much easier for you to start your own thing, which is extremely difficult. I just think you have a lot better chance of some sort of success, even if it's, you know, smaller success, it's still some sort of success versus like a complete flop because you don't know anything. You can't even get off the ground because you don't know. (laughs) You're experiencing everything for the first time. Well, and I guess to tie that back into what we talked about at the beginning here, like if you have experience at, you know, you have some relevant small business or startup early stage startup experience i think it can serve you well because you can skip some like you can you can jump a few steps or like sort of fast track your way to a few places and also also have like maybe a better idea of how you want your company to be i think that's a big one but to tie it back to what we talked about before like even if you have that or especially if you don't i think thinking in terms of like we were saying like what is the narrow scope of thing that i can solve assuming like the thing that i'm doing is actually people will pay money for that's a separate thing but how do i narrow it down to be like solving the pain point somewhat differentiated and then everything else to try to like avoid or outsource or delay i think that's the kind of like you don't have to go work somewhere else to figure that stuff out in fact you probably might by just doing and kind of not even failing like the company fails but sort of like 
you know, six months later being like, oh, I don't think I needed to do all that to get to this point. So I will say like, if you start your own things straight out of wherever, like you're 15 or something, I think that's something to keep in mind. Cause like you can, you can create like a business around basically you sitting, sitting around licking envelopes or something. Right. And like, that's the way to start. And then you can kind of like automate your way out of it. So that's the only, the only thing I would say. Yeah. So now that we're billionaires, what other advice should we give everybody? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. We, we're sort of all over the place here. I think it's good to get yeah. on the mic and we'll stay tuned to see. We'll share more about what, how, like how the businesses are going, I guess, as the year, weirdly, like the end of the year is approaching. <laughs> like it's, it's kind of blowing my mind that it's almost. I know. Already. I know. Gosh. Yeah. And we might have. We might have some interesting news this year, but we might not, <laughs> but we might, we've got some, we'll make some, some interesting news one way or the other, whether it's the interesting yeah. news you're talking about or just <laughs> to say we have something interesting to say. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's good to get back and do this a little bit more and hopefully we can, I don't know if we'll keep doing this every week or if we'll just kind of do it twice a month. Yeah. Or TBD. <laughs> once once I get my what? spot set up a little bit, we are trying this nighttime thing. I kind of like this. I have like a beer. So it's kind of a nice little. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should have told me that. Oh, yeah. I have a Oscar Blues Old Chub. It's like a scotch ale. It's pretty good. That would be cool. We should start like a new. Well, like we're done with this show and we'll start a new show where the only difference is we're drinking while we do it. Yeah. I just feel like that's a benefit of doing it at nighttime. So specifically whiskey <laughs> yeah, we, just, we try like a different whiskey every time or something yeah, i don't know we, we could have like a whiskey special occasionally yeah that yeah. actually that could be a good way to like open it up like seriously like we, we basically open it up with you know here's this new whiskey that i'm trying or whatever i don't know that might get expensive but maybe if we only do it maybe maybe it, we only... new. it could just be like this is the one i'm happen to be drinking right now right well if we do it like twice a month i mean maybe we could do new but the, that even might be a little bit yeah. expensive. I'm not or drinking that much whiskey. If it's a if it's a beer, maybe it's like that's a little bit more in the bootstrap style, beer or wine. But yeah, so I'm drinking a Gatorade right now. Gatorade Zero. It sounds good though. I've been crushing Gatorade Zeros. Well, given my like, I think it's some combination of my age and my sleep routine. <laughs> I might like at this point. I had one beer. I probably should go drink a Gatorade Zero to avoid getting a headache <laughs> immediately. Yeah, that's about where I'm at these days. Well, we're all drinking right now during this this week. It's been I had like a kind not a party, but I mean it definitely wasn't a party. It was like one person came into my house. That's but, a COVID party. That's what they. That's a COVID about. party. One person came over and we watched the election, and of course, like almost nothing happened. Actually, it looked it was like extremely depressing because it looked like for me it was depressing because it looked bleak that Trump was dominating. And then everything changed, like when I woke up in the morning. So we stayed up. I, I think I stayed up till about ten or ten thirty, and I was like, I don't know why. I'm, why? Why do I? Why am I even doing this? I just go, went to bed. So, but they turned it around. Ish. It's ish. Well, yeah. Hopefully, I haven't looked since we've been on this, but I'm sure something changed in the time that we were on this. And I think by the time everybody listens to this podcast next week, things. We'll know who won. Well, maybe we, I don't know. Like, actually, it kind of sounds like maybe we won't know anything different. Either way. Well, yes. Yeah, I guess. So we're, we're based, this is, we're based in the US, obviously. So the 
and this is like for future me if I ever listen back to this episode. So this is like the night. This is Thursday. It's a Thursday night, two days after the election, 2020. It feels like a it feels like a weird moment in history. Oh yeah, to like so we can like listen this, to this. Like our grandkids can listen to this. I'm sure they'll listen to every episode of Made with Grid if I were to guess. That's actually pretty cool. I never really thought about that, but like obviously, every time we do one of these, it's like saved in. Somewhere. like forever somebody <laughs> yeah. can like i could i could never hear my grandpa like no it's cool can I, you I, imagine like your grandpa talking about like world war ii like while it was happening well yeah claire on a I, podcast we haven't, we haven't been doing it now when the pandemic started a little before that i think when we had our second kid we started like trying to record little just like five minutes even of just like that. stuff because i was like yeah. that'd be cool to have little like contemporaneous sort of audio notes of what's happening so yeah that's so cool. these are ours yeah so so we're here. It's November 5th. It's like almost 10 o'clock at night on a Thursday. So it's like a full two days after the actual election night. And we still don't know who won. And as it turns out, like everybody, like the whole world is looking on as Georgia is like a huge piece of the puzzle here for who wins the election. And specifically, like DeKalb County, I guess you're in Decatur. I don't know if that was one of the counties or not. We live like a mile away from each other, but I'm technically in DeKalb County. So technically, if Biden wins, it was my vote that won it. Yeah, I'm so. sure. <laughs> <laughs> that literally might be the margin for all I can tell. So yeah, it's pretty crazy that it's all come down to our state and not everything, but like it's it's one of the things that matters quite a bit. So yeah, it's yeah, for future reference, it's basically the vote counts are so slow because because of COVID, like so many people did absentee ballots. So Mm -hmm. it's like watching, uh, I think my, someone saying it was like, it's like watching a game, but it takes like four days. Totally. It's like how cricket is. Maybe it's like watching a cricket match. Maybe it's like the score. You think your team is like winning or losing. And then like the score slowly shifts back in some other direction. And of course being from Atlanta, there's like so many jokes flying around about how Atlanta and Georgia always like chokes. So yeah, let's not bring, we won't bring that up. (laughs) We'll see what happens. But yeah, the one interesting thing this week is that I've actually had like a decent amount of demo calls because we just launched a new product, Bump. So I'm getting on a lot of like calls and stuff with people. And, you know, a lot of those people are in, I think I talked to someone in like Czech Republic, somebody in like London, somebody in France. So like all over the map. And it's always interesting when, because like we never really pay attention to anybody else's politics, right? Like, I mean, maybe slightly at like, you know, you see it go across the, the screen or whatever, but it's not like we're all like really, really deeply into it. But when I talk to people from other countries, they're very into it. It's like this is like the number one thing they care about right now. It's like the number which is like and I'm not speaking for them. This is like what they told me, like every single time I talk every different person, like they're just like, that's all I want to talk about at the beginning of the call. I don't even like prompt it. And yeah, it's just really interesting that. I mean, the whole world is is watching and just care so much about it. It's just, I don't know, it's just kind of a strange thing because we don't, <laughs> it's just not something that we do like for other countries. Maybe yeah, that's I mean, it, a bad I thing. Think I don't that's know. like <laughs> a proper commentary on like our role in the world or I mean, which obviously depends on who you ask, but totally. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little surreal. So we'll see what happens. We shall see. In the next week or two, we'll we'll hop on again and hopefully we'll have some clarity at that point, but we shall see. Yeah, I hope so. Anyways, good to be back on and hopefully we'll at least 
get things going in the next week or two for another one. I guess we'll try to do more of these like me and you since we haven't been doing those as much. And then we'll we'll come back around to the interviews at some other point. Yeah, totally. But I'll uh, we'll do these for a little bit. I can't take another four month break, so I'll be back soon. <laughs> yep. Cool. Awesome. All right. All right. Another one in the time. books. See ya. See ya.